This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1 and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Biel to the microphone with the latest news. The headlines. NATO has announced its decision to support a group of member countries, including Germany, the Netherlands, Romania and Spain, for the purchase of up to 1,000 anti-aircraft Patriot missiles. An individual's period of work and their rights to pension have been mutually recognized by Romania and the United States after the law ratifying the agreement on the issue was promulgated by Romanian President Klaus Johannes. And Romania's handball selection is today playing Switzerland in an away-friendly part of the Yellow Cup. NATO has announced its decision to support a group of member countries, including Germany, the Netherlands, Romania and Spain, for the purchase of up to 1,000 anti-aircraft Patriot missiles. According to NATO, the European production will be increased in order to cover the growing demand being also aimed at strengthening the European Sky Shield. The contract stands at $5.5 billion and the cost of each Patriot missile is around $4 million. The contract also covers for the maintenance of the Patriot defense systems. NATO Secretary Jens Stoltenberg has underlined that raising the ammunition production is essential for the security of the Allied countries and Ukraine. We'll have more on the topic after the news. An individual's period of work and their rights to pension have been mutually recognized by Romania and the United States after the law ratifying the agreement on the issue was promulgated by Romanian President Klaus Johannes. Under the new agreement, the periods of work both in Romania and the United States will be taken into consideration in the process of calculating individual pensions. The documents also provide for the export of pensions, a major facility regarding the mobility of pensioners in the two countries and maintaining their access to the pension rights under payment. The draft also includes provisions for the posted workers who have been exempted from paying social securities in the countries they have been sent to work. Romania's handball selection is today playing Switzerland in an away-friendly part of the Yellow Cup. On Friday, Romania takes on Argentina and will be up against Bosnia on Saturday. 
for Romania, presently coached by famous Javi Pascual, Yellow Cup is the last test before the European Championships EHF Euro 2024 due in Germany over January the 10th and the 28th. Romania is part of Group B together with Spain, Austria and Croatia. The first two sides are qualified for the so-called main groups. A quadruple world champion, Romania has not qualified for a European Championship since 1996. NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg will convene a meeting between high NATO diplomats and officials from Ukraine on January the 10th, the military alliance has announced Reuters reports. The meeting is to be held in the newly created format NATO-Ukraine and will take place upon Kyiv's request in the wake of the latest rocket and drone attacks against civilians and localities from Ukraine, a NATO spokesman has announced. Russia stepped up its attacks around New Year's Eve after President Putin had cautioned that Ukraine's air raid over the Russian city of Belgorod, which Moscow claims that it killed 25 civilians, would not go unpunished. Now a couple of things about the weather in Romania. The weather is warmer for this time of the year with temperatures higher than usual. The highs of the day are ranging between 6 and 15 degrees centigrade with a noon reading in Bucharest of 15 degrees. And now to end the news bulletin, here is a reminder of the main stories. NATO has announced its decision to support a group of member countries, including Germany, the Netherlands, Romania and Spain, for the purchase of up to 1,000 anti-aircraft Patriot missiles. An individual's period of work and their rights to pension have been mutually recognized by Romania and the United States after the law ratifying the agreement on the issue was promulgated by Romanian President Klaus Johannes. And Romania's handball selection is today playing Switzerland in an away-friendly part of the Yellow Cup. And that was the news from Radio Romania International, broadcasting from Bucharest. NATO supports a coalition of allies to procure up to 1,000 Patriot missiles to strengthen their air defense. I'm Elena Yanake with more on this topic in a report by Corina Cristea. NATO has announced that its support and procurement agency will support a coalition of allies, including Germany, the Netherlands, Romania and Spain, to procure up to 1,000 Patriot air defense missiles. The consolidated multinational procurement in the spirit of the European Sky Shield Initiative offers economies of scale and supports the expansion of production capacity for new GMT missiles to meet increasing demand, NATO said in a statement. The $5.5 billion contract has been awarded to Comlog, a joint venture between an American company and a German company and the large volume of the order will support the setup of a production facility for Patriot missiles in Germany. 
Patriot missiles cost around $4 million each, but the contract also covers the supply of spare parts and maintenance. The NATO Support and Procurement Agency stated that this purchase aims to strengthen the deterrent posture of the Allies in the context in which Russia is intensifying its air attacks on Ukraine. Russian missile and drone attacks on Ukrainian civilians, cities and towns show how important modern air defense is. Scaling up ammunition production is key for Ukraine's security and for ours, NATO Secretary General Ian Stoltenberg said in a statement. NATO provides Ukraine with only non-lethal support, but members of the organization send arms and ammunition to Kyiv, individually or collectively. The United States and Germany have already delivered Patriot missiles to Ukraine to help counter Russian attacks on its cities and infrastructure, and those deliveries have partially depleted stocks. The U.S. was even forced to ask other countries, including Japan, to help rebuild them. Following this request, in the second half of December, Japan relaxed its arms export restrictions for the first time in the last decade, the historic decision of the Japanese authorities allowing the sale of Patriot air defense systems to the United States. Washington, in turn, will be able to deliver more such systems to Ukraine. The Patriot program is currently the most expensive endowment program of the Romanian army. Romania currently has four such systems out of the seven ordered, for which it will pay a total of almost $4 billion. Patriot missiles can fly at 5,000 kilometers per hour and can hit drones, helicopters, planes and cruise missiles. The Romanian army, which starting from 2023 received 2.5% of the GDP, will have 200 such missiles worth 1 billion euros with the delivery to be made gradually. And that has been our newscast. Next in this program, sports. Welcome, Emil Jenasta. We have recently offered to you, our listeners worldwide, a look back at Romanian sports performance in the first six months of the year. We recall that in June 2023, at the European Games in Krakow, Romania won 17 medals, of which six were gold, six silver and five bronze. In July 2023, Monica Niculescu and Japan's Eri Hozumi advanced to the women's doubles final as part of the WTA tennis tournament in Bad Homburg, where they sustained a 0-6-6-7 defeat by Lydia Morozova of the Belarus and Ingrid Gamara Martins of Brazil. For the second consecutive year, Transylvanian team Shevchis Fontogiorje won Romania's Super Cup in football. In the final hosted by a stadium in the South, Shevchis defeated holders Farol Constanza 1-0. 
Romanian climber Horia Colibosano succeeded yet another great performance. Horia climbed on top of Broad Peak of the Karakorum Massif on the Pakistani-Chinese border at a height of 8,051 meters. It was the 10th over 8,000 meters peak Horia Kalibashano has climbed in his career. Also in July, Anna Bogdan won the WTA 125 tennis tournament in Yash, an event with 100,000 euro in prize money all told. In the final, Bogdan defeated a fellow Romanian, Edina Begu, 6-2-6-3, winning the tournament in Yash for the second year running. Wrapping up the month of July were the World Swimming Championships in Japan's Fukukoa. In high dive, Konstantin Popovich won gold, while Katalin Preda silver. In August 2023, tennis player Monica Niculescu proved she deserved to be among the world's top women's doubles tennis players. Pairing up with Alexa Guarachi of Chile, Monica reached as far as the final of the WTA 500 tournament in Washington, an event with 780,000 US dollars for grabs. In the final, Monica and Alexa were defeated by the German-Russian pair made of Laura Siegemund and Vera Zvonareva 6-4-6-4. As part of the World Athletics Championships in Budapest, Alina Rotaru-Kotman won the bronze medal in the long jump event with a jump of 6 meters and 88 centimeters. The performance was the career best of Alina, who is signed up by Star Bucharest Sports Club. At the Canoe Sprint World Championships in Duisburg, also in August, Katalin Kirila won gold in the men's C1 5,000-meter race. Then Katalin went on to win silver in the 1,000-meter race, an Olympic event. Katalin Kirila also secured his qualification to the 2024 edition of the Olympic Games in Paris. In men's double canoe, Oleg Nutsa and Ilyas Pranchan won bronze in the 1,000-meter race. The two came in sixth in the 500-meter race and Olympic event, booking their tickets for Paris 2024. In September, Sorana Kirsta advanced to the quarterfinals of the US Open. However, Sorana was unable to reach the semifinals since she sustained a defeat by Czech challenger Karolina Muchova, 0-6-3-6. Anna Bogdan won the WT 125 tennis tournament in Parma, an event with 100,000 euro in prize money. Second-seeded Bogdan defeated top-seeded challenger Slovakia's Anna Karolina Khmiedlova 7-5-6-1. At the World Canoe Championships in Belgrade, Romania came in fourth in the nation's competition after the Netherlands, Great Britain and Italy. Ankutza Bodnar and Simona Radic won gold in the women's spare. Also gold won the coxed eight crew. A silver medal went to the women's coxless four. A bronze medal went to the women's double oars crew. Also, bronze went to the women's lightweight double skulls crew. In the European Team Stable Tennis Championship in Malmo, Sweden, Romania's women's team walked away with silver. In the final, Germany outclassed Romania 3-0. Attention grabbing this past fall was the World Rugby Cup in France. Romania lost all four games it played. In the debut fixture, Romania was tranced by Ireland 82-8. South Africa also defeated Romania 76-0. Romania also lost to Scotland, nil to 84. The only game where Romania national team mattered was the match against Tonga, where Romania lost 24 to 45. In October 2023, Romania's women's gymnastics team reclaimed its place among the Olympic-level teams. At the World Championships in Antwerp, Belgium, the team secured their qualification to the Paris Olympics. In the individual event, best placed was Sabrina Manekavoina, who came in fourth in the floor finals. 
The year's most important tennis tournament held in Romania, the Women's WT 250 Transylvania Open, an event with 260,000 US dollars in prize money, was held in Cluj-Napoca. Of the Romanians, best placed was Elena Gabriela Ruse, who advanced to the final, where she sustained a 3-6-4-6 defeat by Tamara Korpac of Germany. In November 2023, Romania's women's tennis team grabbed a 4-0 away win against Serbia. The confrontation counted towards Billie Jean King Cup's playoffs. In football, the most notable feat was the national team's qualification to Euro 2024. The national squad secured a no-defeat record in Group 1. The last fixture, Romania grabbed a 1-0 win against Switzerland, a team that also secured its qualification on the runner-up position. Romania's national team plays in the European Championship's final tournament for the sixth time. We recall Romania had also participated in the competition in 1984, 1996, 2000, 2008 and 2016. Living Romania Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. Today we invite you to listen to the band Boschito and their latest single, Satellite, performed together with the Passione Quartet.
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Traveler's Guide Welcome to Traveller's Guide with me, Eugen Nasta. The year 2023 was an eventful year for Romanian tourism. We discovered interesting tourism destinations and projects that made it possible for an increasing inflow of tourists to come to Romania. In early January, we began with an atmosphere that was conceived so that all four senses could be relaxed through music, fragrances, setting and light. All that offered by the spa centers countrywide. On the Romanian Black Sea coast, in Bucharest and in Prahova Valley, we found a wide range of healing therapy options. Also in January, we found out that balneal treatment has a long-standing tradition in our country. Romania is one of the world's first countries to have founded a balneology and climatology scientific society. Felix Spa, Kalimanesht, Kachulata or Sovata, were but a few of the resorts we visited. Then we discovered the cultural, artistic itinerary labeled Traditional Craftsmen and Traditional Crafts from Across Romania. The label was launched by Romania's Entrepreneurship and Tourism Ministry. The project targeted the tourists who are interested in craftsmanship objects and in the traditional customs in the villages lying in northern Romania. The 47th edition of Romania's Tourism Fair was held over February the 23rd and the 26th in Bucharest. As part of the event, Romania's most interesting offers and tourist assets were presented. Also attending the event were traditional craftsmen who came up with genuine demonstrations of the ancient crafts. Timish County, Bukovina, Fagarash Fortress and Darad were the destinations we wrote about at that time. In early spring, we had a stopover in central Romania at the foot of Piatra Creoli Mountain's southeastern slope at an altitude of 1,244 meters. There we discovered Romania's first tourist village, Shirna. Later we headed to the Danube Delta, a true nature paradise, stretching around the place where River Danube flows into the Black Sea. A water bird's habitat that found a vast reed area here, the Danube Delta is one of Romania's greatest tourist assets. We presented flora and fauna observation tours, offers of safari photo and boat or kayak trips. We also spoke about traditions, history, culture and, not the least, about the large number of wine cellars in the area. We continued to be spoiled for choice through heritage since we shifted the focus of our attention to Romania's old nobility residences. What we are most impressed with, thanks to their refinement, were the Cantacuzino estate in Florest and the mansion of the Carps, a family of boyars based in Yash County's commune of Tsibanesht. In Vulcha County, we found out a wide range of tourism types 
was available to those who were interested. Furthermore, Jorezu is a brand of Vulture County, thanks to the ceramics that craftsmen manufacture there. Then we visited an area that enjoyed just as much recognition due to its traditions, but also due to its vast forests and unique natural phenomena. Year after year, Buzo County was extremely sought after, among other things, by those who are into adventure tourism. There they can practice climbing, off-road riding, rafting or hang gliding. Furthermore, the food offer is very varied and includes several trademarks. We spent Easter in the countryside. In early April, we learned about the village of Rashinari, which had become Romania's grand prize winner in the second edition of the international contest dubbed Best Tourism Villages, launched by the World Tourism Organization. We talked about rural trips, which could include visits at the medieval fortresses, as well as participation in local festivals and events. From here, we stopped in the county of Brasov, central Romania, to learn more about one of the best well-preserved monuments nationwide. Many publications around the world wrote about this site, describing it as one of the world's most beautiful fortresses. We're speaking about the fortress of Fagarash, whose construction was completed around the 17th century. It withstood over 26 sieges, but was never conquered. At the end of April, we proposed a city break in northwestern Romania, only a couple of kilometers far from Hungarian border, at a relatively equal distance from Vienna, Prague or Bucharest, the city of Oradea. We've also learned that Oradea is not only an appropriate city for a city break, but also the museum city of Târgușiu, or Cluj-Napoca, the birthplace of the international famed festival Untold. In early summer, we told you that Romania was also known for its large old-growth forests, for the regions where we can find old traditions and craftsmen who are still using ancient trades passed down from one generation to another. We also talked about ecotourism and the associations trying to preserve natural resources and educate people in practicing responsible tourism. In the same period, we took a virtual tour of over 50 museums in all of Romania's rural areas. In early autumn, we talked about the green area of the wooden churches in Maramures, after which we went to the ancient world of the Hasig land. And that was Traveller's Guide. Working in Romania Welcome to Working in Romania. I'm Elena Enake. Some 30 new counters of the General Inspector for Immigration were opened in Romania's capital, Bucharest. The Bucharest Directorate for Immigration and the Immigration Service of Ilfov County reported that the decision was taken against a background of a permanent increase in the number of foreign citizens newly admitted on the labor market in Romania from 5,500 in 2016 to 100,000 in 2022 and 2023. Until November 27, 
the activity of the Bucharest Directorate for Immigration and of the Immigration Service of Ilfov County unfolded through 12 counters organized in two metal containers. At present, the public relations activity of the above-mentioned structures takes place exclusively at the newly inaugurated workpoint at the Grand Arena Mall commercial compound where requests for extending the right of residence are received as well as employment notices, residency is registered and documents are issued. The General Inspectorate for Immigration has announced that in order to streamline workflows, a high-performance queue management system is used, a system that is interoperable with the integrated management system for foreigners. Thus, the ticketing system processes the data entered by foreigners in the online scheduling application and all the necessary information is automatically displayed on the monitors in the waiting room, namely the appointment number, the time of presentation at the counter and the purpose of presence. Attending the inauguration of the new work points, the Romanian Interior Minister Cătălin Predoiu said that most of those who came to Romania want to find a job and build a career. According to Predoiu, this is to the advantage of Romanian companies and the national economy. He pointed out that Romania is a safe country and will remain a safe country for its citizens and for foreigners who decide to stay on the Romanian territory for a longer period. A new legislative initiative which provides for the extension from one to two years of the period for which the work license is granted to and extended for foreign citizens from outside the European Union who work in Romania was submitted to the Bucharest Parliament. According to the project, which was signed by 16 MPs, the work license is automatically extended for new periods of up to two years in the case of continuation of employment with the same employer, based on the contract concluded for an indefinite period. Exceptions to this rule are the cases in which work permits are issued for seasonal workers. The draft law also stipulates that in order to extend the validity of the work permit beyond the initial validity period of the contract, concluded according to the Labour Code, the written agreement of the parties needs to be presented. And that has been Working in Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in the program, here is Music of Romania. I'm Eugen Nasta. We have prepared for today a fine choice of pieces performed by one of Romania's most accomplished virtuoso violinists, Tudor Pana. To begin with, here is the Skylark, an evergreen composed by Grigoraj Dinicu and inspired by Romanian traditional music. <laughs> Thank you. 
Salvador Pana was born in Buzo County in the early 1930s into the family of violinist Viorel Pana. Next up in the programme, here is Tudor Pana's exquisite rendering of an evergreen composed by Georges Boulanger avant de mourir. With the Skylark Ensemble, Tudor Pana toured the world and Europe in countries such as Germany, Great Britain, France, Italy and Israel. Next up in the programme, here is another fine piece of great virtuosity performed by Tudor Pana on the violin. Mm-hmm. 
We end Music of Romania today with yet another fine piece performed by Tudor Pana, who is accompanied by his own group. Living Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. In the spotlight. Hello and welcome everyone. I am Vlad Palgu. Today we're doing a roundup of the main events we covered in 2023 in our series. Last year the city of Timisoara in Western Romania was designated European Capital of Culture. The city hosted over 2,000 events, attended by hundreds of thousands of artists and guests. Aside from cultural events, performances, concerts and film screenings, an exhibition devoted to Romanian sculptor Constantin Brâncuș was also organized. In January, we discussed about two Irish releases brought out by Humanitas Fiction, 
The first was Colin Tobin's The Magician, a fictionalized biography which explores the life of Thomas Mann. A second important volume was launched in the Humanitas fiction series Exciting Times by Noisha Dolan. Her 2020 debut novel was translated last year into Romanian and tells a lucid, ironic and often intense story about love and relationships in the 21st century. Attending both launch events was Ireland's ambassador Paul McGarry talking about the works of both authors. On February 24, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees in Romania and the Government of Romania hosted a special event celebrating one year of solidarity with Ukraine. On this occasion, local and international officials reasserted their full support for Ukraine and the Ukrainian people, condemning Russia's unprovoked and unwarranted attack on this country. Attending the event were Romanian officials, foreign ambassadors and representatives of international organizations. In March, I did an interview with British journalist and TV producer Charlie Otley, who visited our headquarters. Charlie has been documenting and promoting the natural, cultural and historical heritage of Romania, both in documentaries for the BBC as well as at grassroots level. Charlie talked about filming on season two of Flavors of Romania and his Facebook campaign, gathering designs of the Dacian wolf, which Charlie hopes will become a new tourist brand for Romania. At the end of March, the Terdezom Foundation Romania organized a press conference in Bucharest designed to publicize the conclusions of a visit to Norway paid by a group of 20 teachers from Romania. Funded under Norway grants as part of the local development program, the purpose of the initiative is to ensure access to inclusive and quality education to children at risk of dropping out. In April, we talked about resilience, a topic much on everyone's lips in the current security context. We had already been through one year of war, the consequences of which are very painfully visible in the lives of citizens, not just in neighboring countries such as Romania, but everywhere. But what is resilience more specifically? The answer to that was at the core of a resilience talks debate hosted by the Euro-Atlantic Resilience Center in Bucharest and attended by Sweden's ambassador in Romania, Therese Uden. At the end of May, a delegation of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development visited Romania. The purpose of the visit was to finalize the process of accession to this economic organization. Another highlight of May was Romanian Design Week, the biggest festival devoted to local creative industries. Running until May 28th, the festival last year included over 160 events devoted to architecture and design, plus an additional 100 events hosted all around the city. A special section in the festival last year was the Circular Catalyst exhibition, the result of a cooperation project involving designers, artists and craftsmen from Romania and the UK, organized by the British Council Romania in partnership with the Romanian Cultural Institute. Despite the summer holidays, the summer months were also quite eventful, debuting with the Black Sea and Balkan Security Forum hosted in Bucharest in June, tackling some of the challenges of the ongoing war in Ukraine. And at the end of the summer, 
that the Nityakante Mir Christian University of Bucharest organized the Open Doors Week at the Nordic Elite School of Bucharest, a new schooling institution designed to capitalize on shifting models of education emerging after the pandemic as well as on the Finnish model of academic excellence. In an event hosted by the Carol I Central University Library in Bucharest in September, government officials and representatives of the OECD attended the official launch of the Education at a Glance 2023 report. Attending were a large number of education experts, university rectors, department chairs and other academia. And considering the Russian war of aggression in Ukraine drags on, many are wondering about the possibility of it becoming a frozen conflict, much like others in the region, the most relevant of which is actually very close to Romania's borders, the conflict in Transnistria in Eastern Republic of Moldova. This was the primary focus of a study compiled by New Strategy Center titled Frozen Conflicts in the Heat of War, the Changing Tide in the Black Sea Region, which explored the nature of frozen conflicts in the wider Black Sea area. Whether we're talking about artificial intelligence, bioengineering, autonomous systems and quantum computing, such disruptive and emerging technologies pose substantial challenges and opportunities in the war effort. This was also at the heart of a discussion panel organized on the sidelines of the Euro-Atlantic Resilience Forum held in Bucharest in October. And in a different topic, we also looked at a 2023 edition of Bucharest Gaming Week, exploring the opportunities and challenges facing young female professional gamers in a panel with Anna Dumbrava, designated best player in the world at CSGO. Held under the patronage of the Ministry of Economy, Entrepreneurship and Tourism, the IT and Cybersecurity Trade Fair in November was devoted to SMEs operating in these fields. 58 local companies are promoting their products and services, organizing creative workshops addressing both enterprises and the public at large. Also in November, the Romanian Radio Broadcasting Corporation, in partnership with the Asia-Pacific Broadcasting Union, co-hosted the third edition of Media and Culture Days, a platform for exchanging ideas and best practices among public service media. Held on the sidelines of a broader series of events celebrating 95 years of radio broadcasting in Romania, this year's conference was titled Diverse and Distinctive – How Culture Powers Public Service Media. The highlight of December was the UN Climate Change Conference hosted by Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. On this occasion, world leaders called for increased and rapid global action to keep the global temperature rise within 1.5 degrees. Representing Romania was President Klaus Johannes. And finally, at the end of the year, we looked at the main challenges to strategic planning in a year marked by so many crises and conflicts as reflected in a forum organized by the Aspen Institute in Romania in cooperation with George Marshall Fund. And that wraps up our roundup of the main programs aired in the spotlight in 2023. I'm Vlad Palku. Thanks for listening.
focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome everyone to Simply Folk. I'm Vlad Balgu. Today we will be introducing you to a famous Romanian instrumentalist, Toni Jordache, also known as the King of the Cymbalum. Toni Jordache interpreted both folk and fiddler's music and he shot to fame due to his mastery of this instrument and his particular use of the pedal, allowing him to obtain highly refined tunes. During his career he developed his own unique style, combining both incredible speed and great refinement. At a concert in Paris in 1975, he was measured an almost unbelievable speed of 25 strokes per second, which earned him a place in the Guinness Book of Records. Listen to a famous song from Dobroja called Jamparalele, performed by Tony Ordakie on the cymbalum. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11.630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21.470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.